Hey Jess, how does the guitar part go? It kind of sounds like doom doom Oh, like this? Take my pod, take my cast. Take me where the shows don't last. I don't care, I still see episodes I pay to stream. No more din, no more moth, no more take that helmet off. Now that Mando's off Disney, you can watch Firefly with me. Hello, 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 and welcome to episode eight of the Sudden But Inevitable Rewatch. I am your captain, as always, Jesse. Thank you so much to everyone out there who's joining us live. And thank you, of course, to everyone who has been listening in the podcast world. We broke 500 downloads this week, you guys. I am just ecstatic and overwhelmed with emotion, just like every other week. So that's not different. Another thing that's not different from any other week is that this week I am joined, as always, by our resident companion, Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. How are you doing this week, man? Good. I'm proud to be part of those 500 downloads. I think I represent about seven of those. So I feel like I'm doing my part. <laughs> I really appreciate that, Ricky. Uh, you may have noticed we actually have two additional guests this week, Meg and Carla from the Bed, Wed, Behead podcast. Uh, before you guys say hello, oh. I want to say that I love your show. I love the format <laughs> of your show. You. I love the interaction yeah. between you two. It is so much fun. If you haven't, go check out Bed, Wed, Behead. Meg and Carla, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Thank you so for, having for having us. us. Yes. Like, we're <laughs> super excited. I am beyond excited. I, You guys did do a Firefly episode, and I made sure to listen to that. That was a lot of fun. You guys have great charisma between the two of you. Thanks. Very, It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank you. We just basically took our Google Hangs and all of our chats and, and put them spaces. on audio form. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this has been something you guys have been discussing for a while. Oh, yes. Yes. We've known each other. Yes. <laughs> yeah, if you ever listen to the Jane the Virgin episode, you can oh. see how long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that was, was a testy. fight. Yes, that was a big That's fight. That's wonderful. We had to take a, set, a little break from each other for like an for hour after days, that. Yeah. <laughs> I can 100% relate to that. Um, I have known our other guest here josh the head of the twist my arm podcast network i've known him since we met each other on the first day of first grade uh it was not it was not an amicable meeting well it was <laughs> but it 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 got us both sent to the principal's office and that's probably a story punched? for uh nobody got punched um and there was there was a mutual understanding between okay so we were on the swings right and we were next to each other on the swings going back and forth and um we would spit in front of the other one <laughs> to see if we could get to to get them to run into it right like as as it required you do. a little bit of planning right sorry so, i don't know what um, the hell just happened uh, i shorted out like straight up just shorted out. no no it's good you're good i hope you I can hear this story I can. It's so, been great. I was there. <laughs> Excellent. So somebody 
took exception to that. I don't even know. We're not really sure who it was because we both just got called to the principal's office. Like, I, I don't somebody think I told. I don't think I was like, oh, he spit on me. Like, it's probably some girl. Somebody saw us and was like, <laughs> that's not okay. So, yeah, we both ended up in the principal's office. Um, and then, what, like 25 years later, Josh started a podcast, and here we are. <laughs> See, what you should do is, like, we met in first grade, we decided to swap spit, and then <laughs> the rest is history. <laughs> and now things are lit. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's probably the more sensational way to sell our show. It's a great meet-cute. I guess it I can think about it Do you it guys all. remember giving each other, like, Indian tattoos where you would spit on somebody's <laughs> no. arm and draw and, like, put uh. sand on it? And then, like no, never, wherever the sand would remain, that. no. Oh. I don't know I don't if we. Know. I don't know if we called it that, but I remember doing that. I thought you were going to talk about snake bites, and I'm like, yeah, I have an older sibling. I remember snake bites. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were talking about the the burn thing where you like yeah. rub the arm. Yeah. Uh, no, we, we would like spit on each other's <laughs> arms, put sand on it, and then <laughs> drop the sand off, and then whatever remained was your tattoo. Aww. Yeah. Creative, and nobody's going to get sent to like indefinite Look at that. Timeout. Look at that. Swapping DNA <laughs> with Also, good morning, Rhonda D. Good morning from Scotland. We're an internationally recognized <gasps> podcast, Sweet. my friend. Scotland is my that. favorite so place. I've been there twice, and I would live there if I could. No wonder you got reamed so hard about that. Scottish accent last yep. week. Yep, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Callie spent the entire week on Twitter teaching me the Scottish accent via YouTube videos. And I can't tell you, Callie, how much I appreciated that. It brought me no end of joy. I told her, get ready for a whole episode in that accent. Yeah, it's not easy to do a Scottish accent or to understand a Scottish <laughs> oh, accent. no, no. Welcome to like, the Shun in... But Inevitable podcast. It's... <laughs> that's, that's the yeah, only way I can do it. It's one of those things, you know. Yeah, so I, I told her we were going to do it, but I was clearly kidding because, as we've said several times before on this show, we're ignorant, but we're not, um, like, you know, malicious in our ignorance. It just is there, and we're willing to fight it with knowledge. Love it. Um, Love it. To that end, let's drop some knowledge here really quickly. Uh, you may have noticed we're missing somebody this week. We are missing I was Kylie. Just, I just wanted to say, uh, I was just texting her right now. Um, I was asking her, did you watch it? Because she she's up hanging out with her mom tonight. Um, she It's with the whole pandemic and all that stuff. They haven't really seen each other. And they're like best friends. So she was like, I'm going to go up there for the whole weekend. And I was like, that's totally fine. But I'm pretty sure that she watched the episode with her mom and stepdad. And she's going to either text me her Simon Says and rating, or she's going to call at some point. So Excellent. we'll see what happens. All right. Well, Kylie, we miss you, but we're glad that you're still watching Firefly. And yes. we're glad that we have Meg and Carla here to help up the sass factor while Kylie <laughs> is not here. Uh, I'm Absolutely. not trying to pigeonhole you, ladies. I'm just saying... There's Sometimes definitely no I need sass. to be counterbalanced. None at all. We are very gentle, <laughs> is, kind beings. Hold up. Is there a Serenity figurine on Meg's microphone? Yeah. There, there is. Absolutely is. See? Look at that. Guess, guess awesome. who gave that to me? Carla. 
<laughs> oh, yes. That's beautiful. Nice. Also digging the tardi. Tardi? Tardii? How do you say multiple tardises <laughs> behind you? Just, I like your tardises. It's just the tardis. I actually am in my basement right now, and my basement has a whole bar, and it's all Doctor Who themed. So we have wow. like a mirror oh. with a crack in the universe on it. We have the exploding TARDIS over mm -hmm. a bunch of things. So I had to bring a little bit of Firefly cool. in here. <laughs> we get it, Meg. You're Before. cool. <laughs> we appreciate that. Yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, like, you don't have to brag. <laughs> You're I'm a big deal. kind That's, of a big deal, do. you guys. I would. I do want to point out, however, that not only did, did I give her Firefly swag, I'm also wearing Firefly swag that she gave me on our first yeah, Christmas. What do you know? My sudden but inevitable betrayal shirt that I love so much. Oh, it's perfect I'm so for the show. I'm so happy. Okay, so that is not going to be the last piece of Firefly swag that you see this episode, and I'm going to leave it at that. Now, what we do here I mean, at the front. start of <laughs> it's it's it can barely be called underwear. Okay, it's very small. Oh, okay. Um, Ooh, a thong. Normally here, we, <laughs> normally here we would put some corrections for all of our Goran mistakes. Um, I listened back through last week's episode, and I was accosted on Twitter by a wonderful Scotswoman, and I. <laughs> I don't think we have any other mistakes. I'm I'm not 100% on that, but I don't have any other mistakes written down. If you guys, Josh or Ricky, noticed any mistakes, I would be happy to cover them. Or if the chat, in the live chat, if you guys know any mistakes from last week, I'd be happy to cover them. But I, I don't mm. think we had any, which might I, be only the second time ever. I thought I had one when I was listening to the show, but I was listening to it at work, so obviously... Mm. I don't remember Doesn't count, exactly unfortunately. Was, but so, <laughs> that's all I got. In that case, let's just dive right in. Ricky, um, if you wouldn't mind doing me a favor, I'm going to hand you this synopsis because I I don't really ha I have a little bit of a headache right now. Sure. So I can't, I don't want to read this. So if I could just hand this to you and you could um, go ahead and take this piece of paper. <laughs> Thank you. Oh yeah, my gosh, it no grew. <laughs> yeah, it, it did. Much appreciated. <laughs> it did. It altered format a little bit. Because yes. of the Wi-Fi. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you can't stop. Nice. I'm gonna get a ding drop for this episode. <laughs> do, do I need to? Do I need to make a banner that has "That's what she said" for all of the times that we do that? Probably. That's not a bad idea. Uh, just have one ready. Yeah. Just have one ready. Yeah. <laughs> your, your wish is my command. <laughs> Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. Take us away with the synopsis for episode eight, Out of Gas. All right, Out of Gas, written by David Solomon, directed by Tim Minier. This was released October 25th, 2002. An explosion in the engine room leaves Serenity with the engine and life support system and its backup all out of commission. With only a few hours of oxygen left, Mal has the crew leave in two shuttles while he remains aboard and hopes to contact a passing ship. In a series of flashbacks, Mal convinces Zoe, Jane, Inara, Wash, and Kylie Fry to join his crew. In the present, Mal can hail a ship and secure the part needed to fix the engine, though he is shot by another crew member when they arrive and have less than pure motives. Mal's crew returns to Serenity in time to save his life. Okay. Before we start, Saxon in the live chat, 
uh, came up with one. She said 5G spot. So <laughs> I just thought we should we should spotlight that because that was pretty funny. Well done, Saxon. Um, so cold open here. First scene for like one moment. You go, oh, what a peaceful shot of serenity. She's so serene. She's in space. That's gorgeous. And I then immediately you notice something is wrong because I... everybody is missing. Like, go ahead, Josh, beg. I... <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought that opening shot was ominous as hell. Yeah, I like, I didn't think the... peaceful. No. I thought peaceful. To me, it wasn't out of sorts well, because it was... The thing, though, is that when you see peaceful and you've watched a few episodes of the show, peaceful automatically means there's trouble. I mean, like... <sighs> well, and the music right. music yeah. wasn't Quiet. very soothing either. No. Actually, I love it's the opening. It's beautiful. This is one music. of my favorite of opening the, Yeah. It, it has, this episode has and, the best music. Right. You know, I, I hate to jump so right. far ahead already, but as soon as we get hailed by a ship... <laughs> And we're like, all right, somebody's coming to bring us our magical ship part that's going to fix everything. It's like, oh, no, how is this going to go wrong? Right. So peacefulness right. does bring oh, yeah. you, right. does put you on guard in this ship. Well, I mean, it starts obviously with Mal falling down was, bleeding. So right. You Which know, is, it's not That's kind of creepy on its own. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'm just, and, and just having that knowledge of the, the silent space shot. Right. And you get one shot of the ship in space, and it's silent, which is normal, right? Mm -hmm. All the space shots are silent. And you're like, okay, it's an establishing shot. And then it's like, oh, empty hallways, nobody's at the table, okay, something's up. And then, like you said, immediately you get Mal hitting the deck, and you're like, ow, my heart, just immediately. Mm -hmm. So, But you get that first flashback, right? And and Zoe tells him, she's Fei-U, sir. And I'm like, oh, I know that word now. I know Fei-U because I've seen it three or four times previous to this. Like, I'm learning. I'm, I, I'm so happy. Actually, I have something in my notes for that. that she says, piece of Fei-U. And I think that's because she couldn't say, what a piece of junk. Because, you know, obviously that's what Luke Skywalker says about the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> and... <laughs> That's what I always mm. relate Serenity to is the Millennium Falcon. Did you see Mal's pants in this episode? Captain Tight exactly Pants? Like it's hard to miss. Solos. <laughs> yeah. Okay, besides the fact that he That's looks That's why a lot of people them, watch the show, he Josh. He has the little stripe going down the side. It's his, lit it's his literal absolutely. nickname. It's, he's Captain Tight yep. Pants. I just want to say, though, that transition <laughs> from Mal falling down into that flashback was so well done. Yeah. And I also want to marry Zoe. Yes. And you, um, I'm marrying her. So uh, wait, hold I, up. hundred percent. Okay. Do we know who <laughs> Gina Torres is actually married to? Josh, you keep your dirty paws off of Google. <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. Yeah, we're. In, I didn't know that until today. We're in serious? love with her. Yeah. We're, we, <laughs> yeah. That is Lawrence amazing. Fishburne. Yeah. Like talk about like they, an that's awesome really cool. couple. It was actually in this episode. She had to go off. She had to go. Uh, off to her wedding and or her honeymoon. Uh, honeymoon, yeah. exactly. And that's I why caught she that was on the... in it so much. Yeah, I caught that on the commentary. That's awesome. You know, they divorced. Saxon says they divorced. Well, I'm just saying that <laughs> yeah, makes sorry. me part of the Firefly crew because Lawrence Fishburne has the same birthday that uh... I do. Obviously, not oh. the same year, but same day. Starting oh. out there. Well, that was um, maybe. Yeah. But to your to your point, that first flashback, right? We get Mal laying on the floor. It's very cold. It's got the blue filter on it. And then the first flashback, what do you get? 
warm colors right away. Everything is mm -hmm. yellow and red and brown. It goes from being painful and cold and lonely to warm and oh, nostalgic. And I miss this and it's a good flashback. Um, and for me, that part that Mal is carrying, like when he's, you know, stumbling around, I'm pretty sure that's like 90% definitely apart from my Chevy Malibu. Um, but it I see, I thought it was a pool filter. <laughs> I thought it was a toilet I think it sink. looks like a piece off of a, uh, it looks like a piece off a KitchenAid mixer. <laughs> it could be any piece of like random technology. And it would and it would work, right? It would work as a spaceship engine part. I would be fine mm -hmm. with that. Um, but then you get the scene where they're all sitting around the dinner table, and I got the distinct feeling that River wasn't necessarily like a hundred percent normal in this scene. She was just mirroring everybody who was. Did anybody else kind of get that feel feeling? I feel like River's never really a hundred percent normal. No, but she was. She was, little, yep. she was a little. She was a little extra. <laughs> Is a, yeah. I, I'm putting it, was, it. It's like there was another layer of it. Yeah, she forgot her brother's birthday. Well, and she had the best excuse <laughs> to not remember. Yes, she did. Yeah. <laughs> There's no I sun. Mean, I've got it written down. <laughs> I've got her excuse written down. It's one of the best things in this episode. All the I river didn't get lines. <laughs> Man, I wish I could use that excuse sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It would never fly, and you know it. But <laughs> oh, very optimistic of a girl could use that excuse. A guy could never use that excuse for a woman. I don't think anybody no. could ever get away with that as an excuse. It's like, um, There's... we're not on an outer planet. You can see the sun just fine. I will oh. volunteer to try this on my husband. His birthday's coming up in less than a month. <laughs> Please let us know how that goes. He loves Please. Firefly, too. So yes. the quote might be the gift itself. Days are arbitrary. It just get it enough to be like we're good. <laughs> so, uh, is it just me or did Nathan's Canadian come through a little bit when he said, "So there is kissing"? I was like, uh, <laughs> a little bit. Come on, Nathan. Well, maybe I just felt like I was in the Western world, right? I feel like maybe he was trying to do a Scottish accent and couldn't quite get all the way there. I I'm just throwing maybe that out there. So there's kissing. <laughs> I mean, I was and waiting. Somebody, I was waiting for the Somebody misheard his Slavic accent. <laughs> I was waiting for the Soder's kissing, eh? I 100% um. agree. Yes. <laughs> right. It, and it was there. I bet they pulled it out in the edit. They, it was probably there in that take, if I, would, if I had to guess. I liked how Jane was kind of friendly to the doctor. Well, because he had cake. Mm -hmm. And Jesse's a little behind, for sure. It's like he'd be friendly to anybody with cake. Yeah, until and then he like wipes his Make finger on it cake. like a child. Oh, I'm Doctor Cheeks okay. and I'm a little behind. <laughs> I'm gonna try and catch up. Um, yeah, I, Jane was Jane was Jane's version of friendly. I yeah, mean. well, okay, but <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> and that's what I said. I was like, dare I say friendly? Because because he he's really still wasn't Jane. that friendly. He, yeah, he's like, oh wait, we get cake. Okay, I guess I can be nice for a second. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you have to be nice to the birthday boy if you want to get but protein cake with chocolate-like yes. taste. Right. The the one thing that I, and this is going to, I'm not going to lie to you guys, this affects my rating a little bit because I was really hoping, and it's in my notes, God, I hope to see some Ravagers. That's all I wanted. <gasps> Reavers? But in that, or, sorry, You're Reavers, talking about yes. Reavers, I'm Ravagers. sure. But... I always get that confused with Guardians of the Galaxy. 
It's his first time. <laughs> just like just like with my Marvel he's podcast, I mess up Hargraves and Hawkins or whatever. <laughs> I still can't get the guy's name right. But you still don't know his name. Yeah, <laughs> you hear you hear matter. about the Reavers, and then you're just like, "All right, now I have to see it." Yes, yes, and that's I was really hoping this for the my... Reavers. Sorry, yes, the Reavers. This is my non-spoiling face. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. All, that's that's all I want. That's all I want. Just, just I mean, some, you just don't. You know what Reavers do, right? You don't yes, want them. Yes, I do, and I want to see reave. them kick their ass. <laughs> <laughs> I think they were. Oh my gosh. I'm just gonna silence myself right now because I'm like, oh, I have all these theories. You have to watch. You have to have. You have to have your spoiler face too. Spoiler face. Yeah, and I'm really. I appreciate that, Carla. It means a lot for myself. It's been, it's been hard, but it's been. He has been. I've I've been impressed. Yeah. I'm just saying, it's impressive you've gone 20 years and have not been spoiled on this show. You're still delayed. Yeah. Yeah. Like. I couldn't go 20 minutes and not get spoiled by WandaVision, and I don't even watch that show. Oh, yeah, I know. But I know everything that happens. I've muted it's amazing. At all of the terms because I just <laughs> See, no, and no, but, I'm not but ready. the thing is, all you guys all you guys talking about, oh, put on my spoiler face, ah, put on my spoiler face, and then Saxon is like, bite your tongue, gals. It's like, <laughs> spoiler? <laughs> Come on. Come on. Now I know that there's an episode. But that's what the spoiler but face it's, is no, for. It's, it's, but it's a it's a narrative kind of like law no, from place. If you introduce right. the rifle in the first act of the play, you it has to, to go it. off. Yeah, that's true. And that's like, true. and so I'm curious, did they? I mean, with the airing of the episodes when they first came out, it was all out of order, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. when when did this episode actually air? I think oh, this was episode five boy. in its original. Yeah, this was weirdly early. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of talk in the commentary about how uh, during that early dinner sequence, there was a lot of everybody saying, hey, wife, hey, husband, hey, doc. And they were trying to get a lot of exposition yeah, into that, that early sense. dinner scene just so you could know what everybody's job was, what their position was, what their relationships were, that kind of stuff. Well, and that's Such why a... you have that long intro with yeah. – um, Nathan Fillion kind of telling you yeah. this is all. Here's the earth that was. No, I got so mad looking at the IMDb because it goes by the air date and not the chronological order. And I'm like, this is, it made me mad. <laughs> We're all mad. We and all like, have an eternal fiery anger about five, that. I, and I'm going to say this every episode on the way out. Like, I feel so bad for you guys because this is episode eight is enough episodes to care about these characters enough where I'm like, Oh my God, he's bleeding. He's dying. If it was episode five and out of order, like they've, they would have been without seeing that movie first and all that other stuff. Like I wouldn't give two shits about these characters and be like, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, this is, this is actually the episode before. It would be hard. So the next episode air after this was shindig. So to go from this mm-hmm. To shindig is such a weird like it went yeah. Janestown, out of gas shindig and it's such a weird to- tonal mindfuck. Damn, so. Fox it's like whiplash it too. So really you is. get the uh, you get a lot of nice symbolism here in this scene, right? So they're all sitting down, they're having this beautiful dinner. It's got the warm filter on it. Everybody is very happy, and then right when they get too comfortable with being happy, boom! That's when you get this explosion, right? It's like just your reminder that every time Mal feels like he's got everything figured out and sorted, something is going to go wrong. And, you know, that 
continues throughout the whole episode, of course. Uh, but I thought just beautiful illustration of that. Pretty sure the barrel that slams against the cargo bay doors uh, when he like throws the fire out the door is from the Enterprise D cargo bay and almost killed Lieutenant Worf one time, even though it was definitely empty. Um, but I just I had to write that down. <laughs> and then the next thing I wrote down was the wash mustache, right? <laughs> just oh. Let me tell you, I have the oh. biggest crush on this man, but this was almost a deal breaker. It was oh. awful. <laughs> like awful. you can't, I you can't see my notes right now, but I took very few notes because I've seen this show, this episode so many times. Um, but when Zoe's like, something about him bothers me, I was like yelled at my <laughs> TV. The it's the mustache. <laughs> it's the mustache. Once he gets that and off, then, then he's and I love get that. I love the misdirect because I don't think it was about Wash. I don't think Wash is the one that bothered her. No, it was the it caterpillar was... on his face. Right. No, it was the mechanic. <laughs> it was the mechanic that looked like a young machine gun Kelly with his first face tattoo. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's an accurate description. That's a good description. I hadn't thought of that, but kudos yeah. on that. Very that's, actually how he's, that's actually how Wait. he's credited. <laughs> so did you guys know that during one of the takes, it's just Kelly. when Wash had his fake mustache... That Mal and Zoe came in, and they also had fake mustaches on. <laughs> oh my god! It's a great There's a gif. gif of it. I oh, I have There's a gif yes. of it if you search oh, for yeah. it and just type in Hang on. "Firefly mustache." I got it. I got it yeah. over here already. I think. Did oh no, you Ricky sent it put it in the one. group chat yep. today. It yeah, chat. it was in the group chat. Yeah, we'll put it on t- on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at Sudden Butt to see this hilarious gif, or follow yeah. Ricky D at Bestflix Ricky D. Yep. Thank you. One of the times when Wash turned around for this take, Mal and Zoe just have their own fake, <laughs> awful 80s porno mustaches. It really it's was amazing. awful. It was, it was beautiful. Like the Hawaiian shirt I could get behind. Like the Hawaiian shirt I was fine <laughs> well, with. Well, that's his trademark. But the stash. That's, yeah. It's, yeah it was, Rosie, oh, the whole thing was beautiful. Rosie in the chat is saying it's part of the Firefly gag reel. And that is true. It's part of the uh, DVD set. Uh, if you if you're oh, a good excellent. brown coat, you should have the Firefly DVD set. Yeah, I have it. I let <laughs> I let mine it's out and it is. never came back. So mm. now I got to spend nine ninety nine to get it again. <laughs> but That's I don't rough. even have a DVD player to play it on. So <laughs> just <laughs> life life is tough in the verse. Um, so I love that Kaylee asks about Zoe, even though she knows that the whole ship is totally screwed, right? Like she goes and she's like, is Zoe going to be okay? Because subconsciously she's like, it's my fault that Zoe got hurt. And it's like, yeah, but everybody is screwed, but it's a beautiful illustration of Kaylee's heart that she still is like, I, I need to know if Zoe is okay before I can even focus on anything. And she's not the first person to need to know if Zoe is okay in this episode. Yeah. But, but the I, that, that I think I like what's so really about... <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> the thing that I like so much about this episode is that it Go has ahead, a ladies. lot of, of <laughs> go ahead and fight. Um, it shows, you know, the kind of leadership that I love about Mal, where he, you know, he knows that there's a lot going on, that there's, you know, <laughs> I'm just seeing Gina Torres with the mustache and I'm just more in love with her than ever. Um, but he sees yeah, that, that. Yeah, you she know, still looks really hot. His, you know, best friend second in command is down, and they're running out of. You know, like what does he do at that point? He 
gets them going. He gets them back on their feet because at this point, Kaylee is just freaking out. She doesn't know what to do with herself. <laughs> that, you I'm know sorry, what? I had to. <laughs> out of everybody, Gina Torres rocks that mustache better than anybody in that room. Yeah. Like, yeah, she can still get it. About that. Yeah, like, I'm not even going to lie. Yeah. But what, what I think is really interesting about this episode, especially because it aired out of order, is aside from the exposition of like husband, wife, doctor, and, and giving all these titles, when there's this explosion, and from then until we kind of get back to Mal by himself, you can really see everybody's role as shown rather than told. And you can see exactly who mm-hmm. has what job. Mal goes into 100% captain mode. You get 100% a huge sense of Wash and Zoe's relationship and their marriage and their devotion to each other. And you, like you said, you see Kaylee's heart and Jane's practicality of shutting, like helping to get stuff shut down and not letting Simon kill everybody to try and save one person. Right. And then you see Simon being Simon. Yeah. <laughs> And to your point, it's a, <laughs> it's a lot of really good uh, showing and not telling. There's a lot of, ex, you know, um, scenes that are expositional without being one character just explaining what's happening. Um, and I, I really like that we get some continuity of that relationship between River and Book from the last episode, right? Where mm-hmm. they're kind of having some disagreements about faith and symbols and spirituality and stuff like that. And we get the, the um, continuity there where she's like, you know, Oh, this is what your book says, right? Don't worry. Everyone's going to die. It'll be fine. Um, And then they, this is, I think the first episode where we get the term boost the signal, if I'm not mistaken, when he's telling wash Mm -hmm. that you need to get more juice out of the uh, rescue beacon. Right. And that was one of my favorite that, that scene with, Right. With them yelling in each other's faces, right? You get the entire dynamic between them in this one scene and they're not holding your hand. You just, you get it all, right? Mal seems callous at first and that's the point. And Wash is not thinking clearly and Mal needs him to operate at, you know, 100% capacity at all times. And it's just the way that they argue is so natural and emotional and understandable and real feeling. And then when they get to that point of agreement, they still keep their ire up, right? right? Like they agree, but they're still yelling at each other. And I, feel I love like you that. And I, I love that, that a couple times. <laughs> yeah, you and I do that pretty frequently. It shows up a lot. Yeah, it shows up a lot in the in the show. Um, but I think you know, at yes. this point, Mal is purposely kind of provoking him. Like he does it in the at the sick bay when he pushes Wash up against the wall because he's trying to shock him into action. He's you know. Wash naturally wants to be with his wife makes perfect sense but he's also Mm -hmm. the only person who can fly the ship he's also the only person who can really understand the controls the way that you know somebody can just go out there and get a pilot right now and it's and it's so interesting because even without zoe in that scene with the two of them arguing you you can tell the dynamic between these three characters um and you can obviously tell wash is not a soldier he did not fight in any wars he is acting 100 percent with his heart Gosh, versus with, with his mustache. brain and he can't no with way. that must <laughs> that is not a regulation stash so. there's no way that he's ever been in any sort of war with that shirt and that mustache no there's no way he's Absolutely hella brilliant. inconspicuous you guys okay um you can... now i lost my point um no but, but, but going okay. back to the scene 
um, the at, at the helm. You know, Mal is purposely riling him mm. up, I think, because he knows, like, okay, I'm going to lose this guy if I don't get his blood boiling again. And so they, they start the shouting match, and that's when they come up with this idea that really works of, like, boosting the signal. And Wash is like, yeah, that's actually a great idea. I hate you. Get out of here. You know, and it works really well. Mm. And it's just also, well, like, it's... you know, <laughs> funny. And then you need, like, it's... funny at that point. It's like yeah. he's forcing Wash to compartmentalize. Yes. Um, in a way that Wash just is not used mm -hmm. to having to do. Right. Right. And he has to demonstrate in front of the rest of the crew, hey, I'm still in charge. Like, right. I know that this is a difficult spot, okay? But you have to do what I say. It also That's makes the me point think, of being captain. It makes me think like, back to the pilot where, you know, he's talking to to everybody in the foxhole and he's trying to, uh, he's worried. He's like, oh, we're going to die for sure. But he doesn't want to let them know that he's yep. that concerned so he's keeping his cool he, he goes back into that mode of like action military let's get this done even though he's you know he's worried 100%. But... i had a couple other things about these two uh kind of back-to-back -back scenes when mal pushes wash up against the wall you see jane take a step back like oh this is I I don't want to screw with this guy. I thought he actually in my notes I was like mm -hmm. damn wash kind of got a spanking Seems like, <laughs> seems like Jane got too excited over that. He looked a little excited when he was getting a little bit of a spanking. Josh is going to start scrolling AO3 for Wash Mal fanfic now. Yeah. <laughs> and then also... Excuse me, I'll be right back. <laughs> the scene up on the bridge. The scene up on the bridge where Wash and Mal were fighting again about boosting the signal and that kind of thing. Uh, Wash, Alan, uh, I, I can't remember his last name. Two dick. Three dick? <laughs> Dos dick. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, well he done. actually had trouble. Well done, Ricky. Yes. He had trouble remembering those lines, all of the different jargon of boosting the signal and all the different little intricacies, and he was getting frustrated with himself for not remembering all of these different things. So that actually played into his own frustration of his character. So when he was fighting and yelling at Mal, he was actually a little frustrated about things. Oh, wow. And that was one of the things they talked about on the commentary, which he was kind of interesting. What to say. Huh. Yeah, he didn't know what to say, and he was getting frustrated with the scene and everything else, and some of that frustration was That's acting, awesome. and some of it was real. I, I really like that. Acting. I, I think that that's the best kind of, I don't know, it's it's like writing music. I'm a, I'm, I've always been a writer with music and stuff, and I always wrote my best stuff when I was the most emotional, whether that be angry or sad or whatever it is. And that scene was the best scene of this entire episode, and that makes a lot of sense because there was just so much raw emotion in that. Mm -hmm. And and I loved the end of it when he's like, okay, I will! And just like... <laughs> <laughs> went and did his thing <laughs> I felt like I was watching myself talk to my 8 year old during that scene because when she finally is like when she finally decides she's going to do what I ask her to do she's like I'm going to do it but I'm going to be really pissed about it and I'm going to make sure you know how pissed off I am I don't care that you're right uh, and that's so my life now yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's like that's what comes from living in close quarters with your loved ones like they do on Serenity. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so for a minute, I was wondering why Mal didn't know the ship, and then you know, like you know how to make it go and how to fly it and stuff. But it was like, I I realized if my car died in the middle of nowhere and I it was freezing, I would be screwed because I wouldn't know how to fix it and I wouldn't have the tools. But like, right. I gave my car a name, and I love my car, and it has value to me, mm-hmm. and I need it for what it is. I just don't need it for how it well, works. Well, and you know? I. So, I don't necessarily get the illustration there that it's a it's just an idea for Mal. It's not really just a vehicle, right? I don't necessarily think that Mal doesn't know his ship, but he is the captain. He has to delegate. Wash needs something to do to keep Mm -hmm. his mind off of what's going on with his wife. Same thing with Kaylee and everyone. And that's kind of when the chain of command and everyone's job is at the most important is when you're in crisis. Because everyone has to know what their job is and everyone has, I'm speaking from my military experience, my vast military experience of (laughs) medically discharged, Um, but everyone has to It's good to have experience. experience. (laughs) Uh, Do we all remember what Jane refers to as the chain of command? It's the chain. The rotten chain he's going to beat you with. So you understand who's in command. Yes. Yes. Tell you what, though, no one's beaten that mustache right there. <laughs> tell you, man, it is—it's something. Let's call it that. I'll oh, just think. Just you're oh. being attacked. <laughs> I am being attacked by my own art. It's so oh, rude. attacked by photography. I am. It happens. Oh no. It's coming. Okay, to get she's me. alive. She's safe. <laughs> we checked. She's good. Um, I do want to point Anyways. out. I really liked the the way the flashbacks worked because. It had me kind of confused for a second, but there's like well, three different timelines yeah. that they're doing these flashbacks. There's three timelines, and they also kind of put them in different mm-hmm. like colors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so I, in the current timeline, when Mal second. was dying, mm-hmm. it was kind of a bluish gray. Hue. Like in the 48-ish hours backwards, everything was normal looking, and then when you went way back, more than 48 hours back, then it was like this really oh, bright. Fine. They called it, uh, give me just a second. I just noticed your Reversal film. They filmed it on reversal film. Okay. And that's what made everything so bright. And they changed the colors to look correct. That makes Mm -hmm. sense. In my notes, I just kept referring to it as flash forward, flash back, and flash middle. Because I was like, eh. Mm. Gotta yeah, call it something. that's kind of what I did too. It was like it's the easiest way. Yes. It was yeah. the the beginning and then right before the explosion and, and then right after. It's the sometime later, the sometime maybe ish now, yeah. the sometime at some point way back. And they did such a good do- job of transitioning between the three. Yeah. Everything yeah. had a perfect transition. I agree. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like those videos you see now where the dude falls on the bed and then comes back up. As else. <laughs> like TikTok was, videos, dude. There it was, was a like lot of that a, going on. It was like a 2001 on. TikTok video. Kind of. I mean, this I, this obviously started the face tattoo. So why wouldn't it start the TikTok video? <laughs> Just I really like that uh, when Mal gets all the way to the engine with the part. He like goes to put it on the engine and it falls down into the crack. And then he looks. He almost looks right at the camera with a face that's like. I would rather just die then. (laughs) (laughs) And I knew exactly how he felt. Like, man, that that last little stuff. Um, So the scene where we meet Inara for the first time, right? I love that before we know her, she has a veil over her eyes, right? Mm -hmm. And then as soon as she, I think that when she decides to stay, I think the moment she takes that veil off, that's when she decided to stay. 
she's like, okay, this is my place. I'm going to, I'm going to hold this. So, uh, Rosie says, thanks, Ricky. Reversal film is something new. I actually looked up reversal film to know exactly what it was. Cause I don't, I didn't know what any, what any of that was, but it, in photography, reversal film or slide film is a type of photograph photographic film that produces a positive image on a transparent base instead of negative in prints. So reversal film is processed to produce uh, diapositives, which to <laughs> me means nothing. Obviously, but I it's think like everybody knew that, Josh. I feel like that's, that's the way that the colors are going. Everybody knows about that's, diapositives. That's the way that, it, that the colors working out on that, right? Would be my yeah, we're not assumption. idiots, man. It's so pretty. We know what diapositives are. It's pretty, like I said before. Just it's pretty. <laughs> It was introduced so in 1907. They get this whole. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> we we get this whole scene with Mal and Inara, where you know he's like trying to suss her out, and she's like totally already got him pegged from the moment she walked in. And you get this nice little moment where she's like, "Okay, and you're never gonna call me a whore again." And he goes, "You're right, I won't." And we of course know yeah. that that's not even close. Yeah, because Mal, nice Mal's like <laughs> Mal's a seven year old who can't. Quit tugging his yeah. pigtails. Yeah. <laughs> I have thoughts about about it, not yeah. being it's... called a whore all the time, <laughs> but especially when she was asked not please, to be. Like that is please just... expound. Well, we, we've we've had this discussion like a million times. So like, huh, and I know that I get more upset about it than she does. But my whole thing is, you I know, mean... the, the the term whore <laughs> is right now being. Um, reclaimed by sex workers yeah. for a reason you know it's it's not for mm-hmm. us to call other people whores and i know that this show was 20 something years ago but still even back then the fact that inara had said to mal don't call me that and he insisted on calling her that is still such disrespect and i think that's yeah, something it's... that we see a lot in a lot of these a lot of these characters as even in the protagonists we see this disrespect often mm-hmm. um towards women and well and it's really interesting especially in the context of like rewatching it with everything that's been coming to light with um about joss whedon Mm -hmm. and his behavior on set and the ways he treats he treated especially female characters and it's so disconcerting to have someone who can create such amazing female characters and treat them so shittily (laughs) And I don't want to yeah. like talk about that's the kind part of... that hurts the most. I think for a lot of mm-hmm. fans, right? Yeah, definitely as a female fan, it hurts yeah. a lot. And it's just so yeah. ca- like it's it's I, just I, such I... a casual insult that he keeps heaping on Anara, and right. it's very clear that she's not a whore. She's not a prostitute. She's closer to what she's I would a say, Geisha. But as far as like if we're looking at a, a, right. a yeah. contemporary. Yeah, I like the yeah, like because there's so much ceremony a parallel. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And she they kind of do this thing where they have even a Nara play it off like, oh, right. there's that thing he does, but you know, you what? know. The, that, that's <laughs> one of the problems. which is which might be indicative of the thing you were saying, where it's like maybe that's a little bit of Whedon bleeding into the writing. Yeah, well, th- that's a problem in general, because I, I think yeah. particularly women were constantly told you have to be nice. You have to just laugh things mm-hmm. off. You have to just roll with the punches or else, you know, like, oh, you don't have thick enough skin. And it's like, well, it, it's not about having thick skin or not. It's not about rolling with the punches. It's about why would you put me in this position in the first place? 
like why should i put up with this disrespect right instead of you changing your behavior why should i change my reaction to that behavior um and it's, right. it's a society it's a big it's about, society right. problem it's about being treated equally right no matter mm-hmm. what like you don't like when i call you something i don't like when you call me mm-hmm. something right. just respect my wishes and right well and also so... just don't do that anyway because right, it's moves. just yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> And it's so interesting because it's played off as a joke. And yeah. I remember watching mm-hmm. it like 18, right. 19 years ago. And because of just kind of the mentality I had and, and how mm-hmm. and how different everything was, I did think it was hilarious. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yep. he's definitely going to keep calling you a whore. Um, but now it's just like. <laughs> those, are some, those are some weird comedy days back then. Right. Though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she literally just said, I'm not going to bone you and your crew. Please don't call me a whore. Give me a right. good deal. And those were her stipulations. And he, I mean, he kept two of them, I guess. So, <laughs> go, Mal? <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. Two out of three, he I would guess. argue, like, hey, one out of three ain't bad, right? <laughs> right. Uh, oh, yeah. well, yeah. Well, and the thing is, is like, I I ship Mal and Inara so hard. <laughs> <laughs> so they set this uh, emergency beacon, right? And they, they're boosting the signal on it. They're making sure that everybody can hear. And they give, they explain to Mal, there's this button here on the side of the console, right? And whenever somebody answers you, make sure you hit this button and it will call both of the shuttles back and we'll come back and help you. So take special note of this button and we'll talk about it in four or five episodes once the whole show is over. I'm going By the to way, out and I'm going to attempt to catch up to you guys. Okay, I'm going to talk about that button. Uh, David Solomon and Tim Minier, who were in charge of this episode, thought that button was absolutely stupid. They hated that giant red button. Really? But Joss Whedon demanded to have this big red button. And to so have all the viewers a slow close-up on yeah. the button. Right. <laughs> so that all the viewers could go, this is the button that they have to press to fix everything. Here's like, what kills me though. Why why when Mal found out that he was going that this guy had the part, why when you're already there, wouldn't you just push the button? They're like they're they're coming. <laughs> help is help is literally here. That, that is true. I guess I kind of That's yeah. a really good point. Yeah. I mean, it, the the episode would be Plot really short. The episode would be a lot shorter. Yes. Um, <laughs> we wouldn't get to see him stab himself in the heart with adrenaline, which coincidentally I did to stay awake this late. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to just really It's awesome. really convenient. I just really really wanna, convenient they had two of those. I just yes. want to think I want to think it's a fandom thing for agreeing with me. So, shout out to his fandom thing for the big agree, because I, I like I like it when people agree with me. It's, I just wanted to say that. We've we've had that conversation, um, just the two of us on our own on our Firefly episode. We talk about that a lot, and on it's a fandom thing on the Firefly episode. <laughs> nice. Here we go. Let's see. Terminal, please. Uh oh, this isn't this isn't looking good. Oh, Captain, my Captain. One, two. <laughs> I hope I'm here. I just don't want to interrupt. That's why I don't talk right when ah. I get back. I don't know if... Okay, well, up, so. you know what? When we were in that flashback with Inara, she still looked green. She still looked good when all of her skin was green, right? She was still super <laughs> attractive. Yeah, when she was all green and Fully agree. looking. 
She had like witch overtones, but she was still hot. I'm not going to lie. If I had to be on a spaceship, <laughs> I would want to be on the spaceship witch. with this crew because everyone is super hot. Yeah. Except I would feel like a, a bridge troll. <laughs> you guys are all like, you guys are all really hot. I'm very uncomfortable and I can't oh, talk no. to any of you. <laughs> I'd be hanging out with River and having hair over my face. Yes. <laughs> I still think fake Ryan is, he just creeps me out too much. The doctor. I mean, the doctor. I think, I think they're all beautiful. <laughs> they are all beautiful. I really like that the debris near Serenity lost momentum at the same time as Serenity. We mm -hmm. get that shot where it's just motionless and all the debris around it is equally motionless. Um, Space trash. We go this. some gravity shit right there. That was my nickname <laughs> in high school. The <laughs> winning. <laughs> this is such a nice family show. Like, this is... Everybody's learning about each other. We're learning about how long we've known each other. I love this. Um, we get the Jane flashback, right? So Jane literally gets recruited from the other team. Like, so right. our introduction to the character is that he can be bought. And I really just, mm -hmm. I love the exchange when he, when Marco looks at him and goes, Jane, this ain't funny. And Jane goes, yeah, I ain't laughing. I actually laughed at that line and woke my wife up because it was like midnight <laughs> when I was watching last night. So I thought that was it was hard to explain to her well, too. Like, I, trust me, it was funny. Um, I know the, you guys have like this quite long very... going question about whether yeah, or not so Jane is actually really, this really is smart. Actually, my whole scene. <laughs> but is, is Jane a... dumb? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's because it, he's a mercenary, so he can't be. He's a businessman, right? Um, no, see, and I'm starting to <laughs> right. get more and more on the on the train that I should change this from "Is Jane dumb?" to "Is Jane smart?" Because with this, it kind of shows you like he's actually just going where the best money is. He's right. like, wait, wait, hang on, hang on. You guys shut up. I can well, have my own bed. Right? He's yeah. looking out for number one. Right. Hey. <laughs> He's a he's a businessman. He understands, but he's so he's. I don't wouldn't call him book smart to be perfectly no. honest. He's kind of a moron in a he's lot of ways. But he smart, is really though. cunning. Yeah, he's very would you cunning. Call it, would you call him trailer park smart? <laughs> you know <laughs> Maybe. what? When he's in his that element, the exact way to call few him. people can beat him. <laughs> he yeah. has unfortunately he has a very focused element. Yeah. He has a very specific set of skills. <laughs> 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 One of them being smoking very big cigars yeah. and shooting people yep. in the knees. He will. <laughs> he has good aim at and least. getting paid yeah. probably minimum space wage right. at least. Um, what do you think that is, so... 15 space bucks an hour? <laughs> well, it's higher than 7%. I mean, it's at it's probably at Obviously. least 10% of the cut, right? So, oh, that's um, that's my fav the... one of my favorite scenes, though, is when they recruit Jane. Because yeah. you learn Rosie so, yeah, you learn, you learn so much about Jane from that one scene, um, and I just, I, I love it so much. Including that he doesn't kill the guys that he's betraying. For that, he's like, okay, well, I'm just gonna disable you and go get more money. Right. Then no like, one's paying, not, no one's like, paying oh, okay, him to kill those I guys. I hate you, exactly. So he's like, <laughs> I'll just get you out of the way. Um, I think my favorite flashback scene is the Kaylee flashback scene mm -hmm. because <laughs> that girl knows what she wants is. and 
who was using who right there? Because <laughs> absolutely, like, come on now. She was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna we, we all I'm just know gonna the get answer some to that real quick and <laughs> like, get out of uh, here." Kaylee seems like and the kind of girl like, getting an awesome job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she might like that. Could have been her original intent. She's gonna hang out at the spaceship docks. And she's going to job. meet a few mechanics. Yep. She's gonna get on a few ships, and maybe she's gonna impress the hell out of a captain and get herself you know, a job. I have to disagree yep. because I, I or maybe she's think, just gonna get laid. I, I think she just wanted to get laid. Either for way. one thing, See? and I think that um, that it just happens to be that she ended up on the right ship. You know, because mm-hmm. like yep. what you have there is space surfer dude, like whoa, bro, like the engine has like a gnarly <laughs> grab boot, so we're like stuck here, Freak like okay. status okay. totally Freak in depth. Okay. And Kaylee comes in with like actual knowledge. She's like, it's not the grab boot; it's this other piece that I don't remember the name. Um, and she actually yeah. fixes it on the spot where surfer, you know, space surfer dude has had them stranded for a week. Yeah. yeah, and I think talking about her trolling bars, looking for mechanics to try and work, weasel her way on his ship. It makes her seem pretty disingenuous, and if Kaylee is anything, she is guileless. Right. Um, we yeah, see she's that 100% she, innocent. She operates on emotion. Right. She is a cinnamon roll, and she's, um, and I don't think it really has it in her, she has it in her to be that deceptive. Yeah, me neither. To, like, in I order can totally to do that. Agree. that she would just be hanging out there hoping to get a chance agree. to work on an engine, but I think that would, that would be like the end of it she wouldn't try to scam yeah. it out of somebody otherwise she wouldn't have gone home to ask her parents if it was okay right um and like, we also know that kaylee is me. kaylee's very uh sexually comfortable which is fantastic yeah. and i love to right. see it um yeah, so great. i think yeah she yes. was hanging around just and saw this hot moron <laughs> found out he was a mechanic on a very, spaceship and went to yeah. get her uh she just I wanted think to my... check it out her primer pump. I think my companion Ricky meant to say that that guy was definitely not pulling one over on her. Mm-hmm. Like he was not in charge of that situation, and he definitely thought that he was. Yeah. But Kaylee yeah. was yeah. definitely in charge of that situation. Um, so it was great. It was great though, because she was like, "Oh yeah, this is mine now." <laughs> yeah. The captain of the other ship that shows up—is it just me, or is he the most generic white guy actor like, in such. the world? Like, I looked at him and I, he looked like five different white actors, and I, I, I yeah, like, I was like, he could be anyone. He could be anyone, and yet I still. Don't I thought he was is. the dude from I The think Finder, he is, actually. But I, <laughs> I don't think so. Like I had five. I thought he's he was the, the definition guy from of is he handsome Michael, or is he just Michael tall and Bain white? or That's, whatever? Yeah, is that who it was? <laughs> I think we know the answer to that question. <laughs> I don't think it was. Right, He's listed in the in like as a guest star, but I don't think his name has a link on it. Like he was a guest star, but because that's because nobody I knew think who maybe he was. He was just part of the crew, and they're like, you know what? We need somebody to be the other captain. Can you just you know sit here and just talk to Mal for a second, and then maybe here's here's you know you're gonna be the head of the crew because you're the tallest and the whitest guy. So can you be the captain? Mm-hmm. And that's. That's how I was going to say, who's the They're longest, like, need, pastiest right? motherfucker we got? Space white privilege. We need, we need a foil to Mal. They pointed at a grip, and he's like, you're white. You can be the Mal foil. You just have to go and be bad and, and shoot Mal. And that's it. Wait, did you know that this... Oh, my goodness. I really... So this guy's name, first of all, is Stephen Flynn. That's the actor's name. That sounds and right. he plays the character... 
Yep, pretty Captain generic. Sash. Yeah. Captain, Captain Sash. Captain Sash. <laughs> Captain like, can Sash. He's Might as well just call him <laughs> Taser Face. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, Captain wow. Sash. Get out of but, here with that. To the point, like it doesn't matter, right? The character doesn't matter. He's right. there He's exclusively to show you the opposite of that character and Mal, right? And yeah. I think mm-hmm. I, for a second I was like, why wouldn't he just say, okay, we're leaving, and then immediately screw Mal over anyway? But I realized it's because Mal chose not to kill him, he, and he knows that. Like he knows that Mal could have shot him on his way out and killed him. I mean, for, Mal just tells for good him. measure, yeah. and he didn't. So it was like the one honorable <laughs> thing he did. Yeah, that's the difference between you and I. So the one honorable thing that that character ends up doing is not screwing them over afterward. Um, so when Mal is running back to the bridge, I love that you can see the shape of Serenity's neck in the uh, wall paneling and the ceiling paneling on that set. Would we right? call like, that running? You can tell that it's that exact shape that it shows you. <laughs> running, stumbling, bumbling. <laughs> shambling like a zombie. You know, I think, I think oh. Mal did an amazing job of acting like he was in pain this yeah. episode. That was really good. Like in the very beginning, when he's pulling yeah. himself up off of the ground, he did really, really good pain acting. Yeah, yeah. well, I really I feel think... like that's that's just pretending. And it's easy like to overdo really that. Dump. And it's pretending that yeah. you're trying not to take. A <laughs> well, really speak big for dump. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but I think <laughs> the cam- the camera work is really cool too. Because for you're some of us, it's really pleasant from Mal's point of view. <laughs> <laughs> We're learning Some of us so have fiber and a squatty potty, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I have a whole episode about squatty potties and bidets, <laughs> swear to God. I have one of those. <laughs> uh, We're learning a lot about Serenity? each other. Alright, so. Serenity? What's the future? Like, I, mean, I, feel like no. would, I feel like no, they, they kind of would have to. What are you going to do with all that paper <laughs> no. waste? Thank you. I was just going to no. say, isn't it like so much easier to get a you bidet than, shoot it into than space. all that toilet paper? <laughs> right, but what are you going to no, do when you run out of toilet paper? You put all your waste in space. Wouldn't it be <laughs> more efficient? Space. Wouldn't it be more, space waste uh, is my other universally nickname in high school. economically efficient to freeze it, just <laughs> throwing it out with a bidet? You just, you know, spray it off and call it good? <laughs> <laughs> what you didn't see in the behind the scenes is that they're all actually wearing diapers. <laughs> <laughs> except Nathan, like except, kind of except Mal, because his pants are too tight. Too tight, yes. <laughs> I think it's like a bottle right. brush kind of situation. <laughs> <laughs> he's got okay, the special We have to move on. The ones yeah. that are <laughs> I'm just going to say, I feel like this, he's desperately trying to write this ship, and we're just still veering far, far away from course. <laughs> I love you. Oh, my face hurts from smiling. This episode is only supposed to be 18 hours, and now it's going to be the better part of a week. (laughs) The whole time it took them to get help. I mean, it would would make thematic sense, right? It it would be the most meta podcast ever. (laughs) Um, I don't know how to send a, a distress beacon. In a, in a podcast, though. Do I ask for I help you. from the live Come chat? On. Live chat, save me. I don't know. Um, so crying. I love that this. I did scene... warn you guys that we were going to go off in well, the weeds. <laughs> no, no, no. That's no, no. our and brand. I, I That's the boobs guarantee. And 
and I I was promising it to people all week. Yes. So I'm really glad you haven't made me a liar. <laughs> um, Jeez. This scene in the in the infirmary where Zoe is coming to right, like Mal is slowly coming to, and he looks over and he sees Zoe laying at eye level with him. Solidifies for me that Zoe is Serenity. Okay, she is the concept of Serenity. She's yeah. everything's fine, Captain. I did my job. I took control. Also, didn't follow your orders because you're an idiot, so don't <laughs> worry. But everything's fine. And she's so peaceful and beautiful and serene and just the Amazing. she is Serenity in human form in that moment. I and it, love it was that. just I saw the light. It was, I, I loved it. So. I love that so much because when you think about it, Serenity and Zoe both are the two things that represent home to Mal. 100%. And yep. without the other, like one loves. without the other would not be complete. And this is not like a romantic situation with him and Zoe, obviously, but they have such a deep right. and abiding love and devotion for each other. And I... And yeah, when she's that, welcome back, sir. I'm like, oh right. my god. I love their bond. And you know what? I also love that seeing Wash in the middle, and he all you see is him with the the tube coming out of his arm, and you know that he's having his blood transfused into into Mal. And that to me is just like such a beautiful thing because even though they have this relationship that they that they have, and it's contentious sometimes, and Wash gets jealous, he's still there for. For his friend and his captain and it was just really beautiful because you know there's his wife on one side yep. there's smell sharing other side. dna <laughs> <laughs> jesse i'll give you my hey, blood it binds you guys for life man <laughs> i appreciate like that um and and in the most polite way possible i hope i never need your blood ever <laughs> you don't want my blood trust me it's tainted <laughs> You'd get, you'd, I, you know, you'd probably get drunk or something just by putting my in a, blood in, a, in a loving way, <laughs> in a loving way. It's just, I, so, um, to that end, I was actually so overwhelmed by how, how much I fell in love again with Zoe and Gina Torres in this scene, that that's actually the last note that I made was just that I love her and she is serenity incarnate. So if you guys would like to go through the rest of your notes now, because I I I was just overwhelmed, and the last the next two things that I have written down are segment answers. So uh, let's start with Ricky. Did you have anything that you definitely wanted to get out? Uh, did anybody catch the original mechanic's name? Basher, uh, Bester, 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 I think. Bester, Bester, Bester. 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 It yeah. sounds like a like bad name for a dog. I like. Come on, Bester. I Let's like Bester. old school Machine Gun Kelly before he got a tattoo. <laughs> I so like. And he also had <laughs> space surfer. It wasn't only really the face tattoos. He had like bad Maori war yeah. tattoos all down his chest and around his belly button. He was one hundred percent an early two thousands white dude with his appropriating <laughs> tribal yeah. tattoos. And like he has a Taco Bell menu tattooed on his arm because he doesn't actually understand the language that he's getting the tattoos. Like oh that God. was that guy. Hundred percent. This guy's real name is Dax yeah. Griffin. <laughs> no <Yeah>. relation, guys. <laughs> no relation to me. Wow. Are you sure? It's okay. I mean, I own. <laughs> I voluntarily go by Meg Griffin, so I feel like if I was willing. To... <laughs> He was in. You wouldn't lie about having a relative named Dax. As One Tree Hill, and 
the bold and the beautiful. He and... plays the same dude in all of them, I bet. Yeah, it's yeah, gotta be. I'm sure. Be. Oh, he yeah. was in All My Children as well. Ugh. Yep. He played himself, I'm sure. So he's a pretty face. Wow, yeah. He's totally. a pretty face. And that's Is arguable, he, I think. Like, Is he? I... Doesn't do his Yeah, that's like. That's why they got rid of him, because everybody else on the ship is a pretty Canadian, and he's oh, no, just man. like he's a not random that oh, no. white guy. <laughs> oh, no. You know what, Meg? He looks I like need a to hear that Tic Tac song, the, the oh, no. Logan, and the guy who uh, plays Tristan, he, uh, I feel more girls. He's, I think a certain he type of population would find him very pretty. He would have dated Rory. He would have absolutely dated Rory on yes. the more girls, but that's a different podcast. Um, I, wanted to, I wanted to bring up the... <laughs> Awesome going down with the ship reference. Um, yeah. I, I caught that mm-hmm. immediately. Like when he was divvying up the different ships, like the different, you know, four people going here, four mm-hmm. people going here. I was like, okay, well, he's obviously going down with the ship. And I liked mm-hmm. how Inara was like, you don't have to go down with the ship. This isn't the ancient sea. You know, can you I? Can no, let me just in- interrupt you right there. I hate that. Like, <laughs> They do it in Star Trek, right? It's like 2435 or something. And they're like, oh, in the ancient West in America. It's like, that was 500 years ago. Okay, <laughs> you wouldn't say ancient. There, I don't say stuff from 1400s is ancient. If something is, is. thousands of years old, I will call it um, ancient. Unless it's an actor over the age of, of 70, old. then they're not. <laughs> Right. Then they're well, it, so wait, if at they're, that point if though, it's a place like, or a thing, it has to be thousands of years. I feel like they're it's referencing a, it's a semantics boats. argument, obviously, but it's yeah. something that I Okay, hate. all right. We won't get into semantics, fine. That's fine. I, I won't do that. Obviously too, they're yeah. referencing boats. I'm Your just saying displeasure they don't need to is say noted. Ancient <laughs> for five Thank you. That's all I'm I gonna say wanted. that to him so many times in the future. Displeasure noted t shirt that says forward. But I think what I wanted to say, actually, is that they did not need that line of you don't have to go down with the ship because it was very much so implied. Right. And it was implied really well that he was going to go down with the ship. And he didn't have to bring up the... She really should have been like, scene. this isn't the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, obviously. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that you are. Like, hold my diamond. <laughs> Draw me like one of your French girls. It's <laughs> literally no, all I, I, I would say. I just really liked his, one of your Persephone girls. I liked his nobility of like, I'm going to save everybody else and hope to God that I get rescued, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, which I guess he kind of did. Kind of. I don't know. I mean, he took a shot to there the cut for it. But again, end, why did he not just real? push the button when he knew that the guy had the part? Because I, That's think, all I just thought that was weird. That, that, that whole Zoe thing would was wake up and just be like, weird. you know what? The captain, whatever he said, wrong. Turn it around. We're going back. Well, that's it. Yeah, that's what Zoe did. <laughs> it's because Mal already doesn't trust that guy. Mm-hmm. His his gut feeling on that guy is, oh, shit, this guy is going to try and screw me. I don't want my family here when this guy tries to screw me. Maybe I can get away with this if it's just I, me. I've but got if everybody's another... here, that's too many variables. That I mean, maybe that's I mean, what that, it is. That guy Go came ahead. in just like the dastardly guy and was like, ha, bang, I'm going to take the ship now. And then, He like, should have had Wash's <laughs> mustache that he could twirl. <laughs> So I have another weird little plot it. hole that went on with that situation. Not only could he have hit the button before he opened the door for them, but also, like, there were five well-armed guards <laughs> coming in there with giant guns, with automatic weapons, with all this stuff, and then Mal comes up after he's been shot in the belly with, with like, a water pistol. Right. 
And they're like, and he's like, get off my oh, ship. But he oh, has no. it on the captain. Um, he has yeah. it on the captain. He's got like a dude. You know there's, you know, there's a jade right nothing. there just waiting for that captain to get shot so he can take over the ship. It's a that little pistol rules. and the gun okay, in his so tight here's... pants. That's all. I could not bring myself to shoot Nathan Fillion. I couldn't do it. Even if he there, was an enemy. There is an airlock <laughs> connecting the two ships. If you shoot through one of those guys and you break the vacuum seal in the airlock, now everyone is dead instead of just the one guy that you shot. That brings up a whole so other thing. Like, why do you even have guns semantics, in space? Jesse. You're not supposed to have guns on an airplane. In space <laughs> is an even worse idea. I agree with you, but it means whoever draws first wins. And also, right? I'm very so... disappointed that these guns still have bullets and aren't pew-pews. Yeah. I feel like, like this well, is a perfect illustration like pew of like the space kinda. balls. In space balls, you know, even in the future, nothing works. <laughs> the space balls. I love you so much. Even in what the is future, this shit? nothing works. <laughs> this is Mr. Coffee, sir. I love, Carla, I love that we've come on here, brought up space balls, Gilmore Girls, um, and Squatty Potties. Who <laughs> are like the the joint? I do like, too. We dragged you guys down. <laughs> Oh, no, 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 no. I told all about it. I've been trying to turn this into a Squatty Potty podcast since Mandalorian. A Squatty oh. podcast? Oh. Squatty Pod? You are welcome. There's your name. We're here to, we're there literally we below you, so we're yep. here to lift you up. You're welcome. Oh, my goodness. I feel lifted. I don't know about you guys. I feel lifted and separated. That's just me. <laughs> um, so... So yeah, the, I don't have much other. Um, I guess I don't really have many other notes. I did like when uh, River was trying to like comfort Shepard, and she was like, "Don't worry, we won't, we won't. Don't worry about suffocating. We're gonna freeze first. Yeah, like that's any better." And he's well, just the like, Tams she's doing are her really best. great. The Tams are really great with their bedside manners. Yes. Simon's like. Oh, do you know what happens to the human body when you suffocate? <laughs> and Nara's like, no, and I really I don't, don't want to. Um, it was his birthday. Yeah. Like, <laughs> let him have that. Dude, that poor guy. He just needed a win. First, first, It's his he got... fault. He shouldn't have a birthday, obviously. <laughs> first, his sister <laughs> forgot his birthday. Second, he got a meat cake with chocolate frosting. Chocolate on the meat flavored. Chocolate flavored. Chocolate flavored. Chocolate flavored. Yes, and I'm sorry, sorry. it's not even meat. It's just, it's just like protein. crude protein. It's like that shit they eat in Snowpiercer. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. It's disgusting. But and yep. then and then the ship explodes, and he can't even get to his tools to work on somebody, and then he's gonna die. And and then he can't even talk about his favorite thing, doctoring people, <laughs> and what's gonna happen when you die. Because he has such a funny story, <laughs> and Jane wouldn't let him tell it. I know, and that's why all of this happened. He just wanted to talk about his patient, and Jane had to talk about that... Horan, which is one hundred percent. That's Jane. what happens. <laughs> yep. Okay, but yep. I think he was trying to <laughs> rescue him for, because uh, Simon was in the middle of like the most boring story, and not a single person was laughing. 
He literally said there was one time I had a patient and Jane like cut him a, off. No, he yeah, said he more was than just that. he was taking a minute on the setup. Look, he was taking a minute on the setup. I'm sorry, but it wasn't no, like no, I'm sorry, it was going right, nowhere. Screw it this was going guy. nowhere. It's a I bit that relate, was going nowhere. I wanted to hear and about he, the one legged patient. I relate to Simon in one scene in this entire Carla, series, and it's this one. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Okay, I oh, I'm you out of here. She's out. You wouldn't let Simon finish that story. No, I relate to Simon in one aspect is I try to tell a story and then someone cuts me off and that's <laughs> Oh, isn't it the reverse where I'm usually trying you know to tell what? a story and you cut you know me what? off? No. Because that that's never been happens. my life experience. That never happened. And the entire time I'm Let me talk about you. my notes. Let me talk about my notes. Beautifully well played, Meg. <laughs> no, so I the only other note I had is I really loved how we start with them as a family. And then the explosion happens and they go out of their roles and everything like that. And then we end with them back as a family with, with Mal being really concerned that everyone's still going to be there yeah. when, oh. when he it wakes up. So and I'm like, and he said that and I'm like, mm-hmm. cool, little baby, oh, that, that, that you're a piece of shit, but I love you so much. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When he asked that and it was like, it was, beautiful. it was like he could go back to sleep because he like did that startle awake where he was like, oh, right. wait, he, you guys are still going to be here, right? Yeah, I've he could lay his weary head to rest. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. Because I'm, oh. now she's bringing in supernatural. Well, in case you were wondering, now I'm bringing supernatural into it. Oh. Well, and at uh, least that's, uh, that's at a least, negative. It's all full circle. At least he carries on, despite being a wayward yes. son. So, um, if nobody else has any notes that they feel they absolutely, except for Carla, obviously. <laughs> if nobody other than Carla has any notes that they want to get out, then this is the time, because otherwise I'm going to give this to Carla and say run. Cool, okay, mm-hmm. everybody shut up, here we go. Four <laughs> more hours. Oh, maybe like three. Um, I, I just And you have 30 seconds of solo time. Yes! <laughs> I love the the way that it kind of bookends with the the first flashback that we really get is Zoe and Mal as Zoe as Mal is taking her through um what eventually will be named Serenity and you know like but it doesn't run well yeah but we'll get a you know we'll get somebody to make it run and I think you got scammed eh it's a cute ship I liked it what do you want you know and you know uh he loves it he's trying to convince her and you know and it's the most enthusiastic and happy that we've seen Mal, I think, at all in the entire show. Mm. It's the most carefree that he's ever been, the most unburdened, and it's beautiful to watch him just be happy and excited about something. And then the very last scene in the episode is when he's he's fallen asleep, securing the knowledge that all his peeps will be there when he wakes up. And in his mind, he's going back to the moment where he buys Serenity, where he's at the shipyard and the sales dude is trying to sell him the Spaceomatic 3000. And he's like, tell me about the cute one over there. And boom, you know, fade to black. And it's 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 a lovely bookend for, for this episode with all of these flashbacks, with Mal just being just mm-hmm. excited about his future, you know, not knowing how it's going to go. <laughs> no. and I like neither do we, like Carla. The ship was calling to 100%. him. Right. It was like, come yeah. to me, Mal. I tried that, and it that would be not a work. haunted ship. 
My favorite part about that scene is that the guy's narration fits Serenity perfectly, but he's giving it about the other ship. Right. And mm-hmm. you just don't realize that until you see Mal looking off at Serenity, right? So I just, I, I love that scene. And Carla, I think your description of it was beautiful yes. and on point. Well, it's, yes. it's, Mal unburdened. Yes. And it's, it's, yeah. I mean, it, it really everything you ladies do lightest. is beautiful <laughs> and on point, obviously. Well, if people, if, if I ever let Carla talk and finish a thought, they're beautiful thoughts. I just <laughs> very rarely ever let that happen. <laughs> Am I wrong? Oh, no, no, you're not. Carla, I, I feel your pain, Carla. <laughs> so does my husband, who like literally just stops and does the angry husband breathing. <laughs> When I interrupt him. Gosh, I really wish Kylie was here today because she'd have some things to say too. He just looks at me and he's like, can I finish my sentence before you answer it? Like, I know you're going to dispute it and it's wrong. Just let me get the whole thing out at least. No. I know what he's talking about. The horrible thing is most of the time it's because I, I interrupt him and then I'm completely wrong on where he's going. (laughs) Gee, I've oh, never had yes. that experience with you. Tell me more about it. Actually, don't. It's like a little. It, it, we could build you a little mat that has conclusions on it, and you could jump, jump to, to those conclusions. different conclusions. Yeah, and it would be like a fun game. So, um, bring in the office. Speaking space. of fun games, the first thing. Well, there's a lot of stuff that we do when we get towards the end of the show, um, and we. I try to switch up the order a little bit. So. Um, this week, I think that means that our first segment is Simon Says. Simon Says is the segment of the show where, despite the title, we share our favorite quotes from the episode, even if they were not uttered by Dr. Simon Tam. Um, last week, even though we had a guest for some reason, I'm pretty sure I had myself go first, which was incredibly rude, but I also feel like I had a good pick. Um, so this week, instead, I'm going to have Carla go, and then Meg, and then Ricky, and then Josh, and then I will go last, just in case, you know, that's probably the right thing to do. So I'm Carla, find a take backup. it away with your favorite quote wanna, of the episode. I just want to start by saying that Meg loves it when I get to go first. It is her favorite. Yeah, I'm looking for thing. a backup quote because I know I have a feeling that you're going to say my favorite. Because Should that's... we let Meg go first? Uh, no. No, it's all, no, no, I'm used to it. No, Carla like, would, no, hell no. Me, Carla no would self-combust. I wouldn't, but you would if you got to go first. Okay. Um, it's just... At the very end, you know, when Mal's, Mal is waking up, and I know we've already said this and covered it, but you all going to be here when you when I wake up? And Shepard says, we'll be here. And Mal's like, good. That's good. <sighs> Poor sweet baby. Don't you just want to hug heart. him? Your heart yes. will go on and on? Yeah. Definitely just hold it. <laughs> it won't, um, but it will identify with Mal. Um, <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where, like, when he goes, when he closes his eyes again after that, it almost made me go to sleep. I was like, man, that level of peace looks so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And he, you, you're right. You see that on his face. And it's like, oh, it's so tender. We deserve this moment, yes. this and freaking show. And he doesn't show. get to be tender often <laughs> enough. And it was, okay, I'm just going to stop. Go, Meg. Just breathe. I just breathe. 100% agree. On, you didn't take mine. Do you it, Meg. Do mine. it. What? Um, so, no, one of my favorite lines of the whole, honestly, the whole series is when we're talking in the Mal Jane 
Zoe flashback when Mal tells Jane looks can be deceiving and Jane says not as deceiving as a low down dirty deceiver and Mal replies well said wasn't that well said Zoe and this is the line she says had a kind of poetry to it, sir. <laughs> that was and that my is first something pick. that I say in my regular life <laughs> for the past 18 mm. years. <laughs> that was my initial pick, awesome. and then I decided to go with something else. So you're welcome, Meg. Wow. Bless your cow. <laughs> that's a that's a beautiful relationship. <laughs> I I think my favorite part of that is that Mal like Mal comes up with the improv idea, right? Like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna put ideas in this dumb guy's head and we're gonna pay him to work for us. Not only does Zoe immediately catch on, but her like backup is so much better stated than Mal's. Mm -hmm. He's like, wasn't that didn't didn't that make a lot of sense? And she's like, it had a kind of poetry to it. Well, God, she's so but, much better at everything that Mal does. Yeah. <laughs> But but what's this really interesting about that is is Mal doesn't want to hire Jane because Jane's a stupid piece of muscle. He wants to hire Jane when he finds out Jane is the one that tracked He's a tracker. Him. Mm -hmm. And I yeah. thought that's kind of mm -hmm. when we talk. Your guys is like, is Jane dumb thing? I'm like, ooh, Jane's got some really good smart qualities to him, and that's something that I missed he, the I've first couple times I watched it. I've always been on the side that Jane is not dumb. He's just ineloquent. And that I feel a little bit bad for judging him as stupid for not having an expansive vocabulary. There's so many other things to um, judge him for. <laughs> there really are. No, but, but yeah. it's true. It I, doesn't I have to just be the way he talks. It's one of those things where we assume that if somebody went to college, for example, that they're automatically smarter than somebody who didn't. And it's like, well, maybe the person just didn't have the opportunity, right. but they have the raw intelligence. Those are my favorite exactly. kind of people. It's that illust <laughs> illustration of the difference in classes that we get throughout this whole series. Um, yeah. mm -hmm. And kind of, like you said, the assumptions those classes make. So, Josh, I think that means you're next or Ricky's next. One of you guys go next. Mm. So, I, I don't know. I might, I might make fun of Jane because I think he might be kind of <laughs> dumb. But... <laughs> I he Fair. one of my favorite lines where he just comes in at the end of I think it was it was Mal and uh, and uh, Wash screaming at each other and he's like, "What do you think you're doing fighting at a time like this? You'll you'll use up all the air." <laughs> he's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. See, Jane is not dumb. <laughs> he's thinking practically. He's For a second, you think he's being sentimental, and you're like, "Oh nope, he's still being selfish." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. See, so I got right, Ricky D it. from Best Flicks. Change it now to that. That's, oh. that's what it is now. Sorry, I didn't that's, mean to step on you, Josh. That's the bigger no, question. Good. Like, I never wonder if Jane is dumb. I always wonder: is no. he actually smart? Right. <laughs> But I did like that for the comic relief too. He does he does know when to throw in some comedy. He's he's pretty good at that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. My quote came from when Mal and Zoe are walking around the Firefly for the first time ever, and Mal asks Zoe or tells Zoe, "This is the type of ship that'll <clears throat> type of ship like this will be with you to, for the rest of your life," and Zoe goes, "Yeah, because you're gonna die on it." <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Because it's a death trap. It's a death trap. Because yeah, it's a death, it's a death trap. trap. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. I I love that line because it's Mal selling her the same shit the guy was trying to sell him about the other <laughs> mm -hmm. ship, 
right? right? The guy was like, yeah, you treat this ship right, it'll be with you your whole life. And so he just took that line <laughs> and was like, yeah, uh, the guy said this, which is super consistent with Mal's character because we've seen him take some of his best vocabulary words directly from Zoe and just incorporate them into his everyday life. So that, that really fits. Um, my choice for that line for the for simon says this week is it's just it's really small and subtle and it's it's not like a it's not one of those lines that like lives on in the the memories of fans necessarily the way that some of the lines do in this show but the way that zoe says won't happen again sir just hits me in my heart even right now i'm having a little bit of emotion uh just just picturing it and it's like she, she is she is so expressive and Gina Torres is just like I said she's this picture of strength and grace and beauty and just efficacy she is the best on-screen cowboy ever she is the paragon of the western cowboy character in my opinion and I that's why I picked that line for Simon says um the other thing about this episode Obviously, you know, there's a lot of emotions when you watch it, but there's also so much shininess when you watch it. You have to kind of squint because this episode is so shiny. How shiny is it? This episode is um, so shiny that I am going to give this a 10 out of 10. And this is the first time I've done this on Sudden But Inevitable Rewatch. I have not given any other episodes a 10 out of 10. Um, specifically after we finished the Janestown episode, Shepard Rosie texted me and said, okay, what are you saving the 10 for? I need to know. And <laughs> so I told her right away, I couldn't help myself. Point. I was like, it's coming, Rosie, I promise. It's it's coming. It's For me, it's this episode. Um, this episode is perfect for me. I'm not going to sit here and tell you this is a perfect episode of television, maybe even a perfect episode of Firefly. For me, it's a perfect episode because it hits me in all the right spots in my heart to make me care about every single character. I care about all of the people. I care about the ship. Like It, it, it brings my emotional investment in the series way up from where it's been. Not that, you know... It's not like I didn't care, but I just mean even on a rewatch, I'm like, God, I forgot just how attached to all of this I was and how furious I was at the end of my experience. It just it. But it's for me, that's what makes this episode the 10 out of 10. It hits me in all the right ways. When it starts, you think, oh, there's going to be flashbacks. Is this a clip show? But it's not. It's it's like this is all new stuff. This is stuff you haven't heard yet. It's expositional. It's it's familial it's there's so many things all wrapped into one episode and it, it just gives me the shiniest warmest fuzzies that i get from this show so i give this a 10 out of 10 and to continue the pattern i think let's have meg go first this time meg how shiny is this episode for you well i'm gonna say this is my favorite episode of firefly kind of full stop so i'm i'm gonna rate this a 10 out of 10 i love all of the episodes but this is the one where if i had to pick one episode to have somebody who's never seen firefly watch this is probably the one i would say because you you get so much like you said you learn so much 
about these characters and their relationships with each other. And it's just so shiny. And, and I agree with you, Jesse. It's perfect for me. It may not be a perfect episode in critically or whatever, but between the cinematography, the score, right. the acting, the chemistry between the characters, the story, it's, it's just, it's amazing. I absolutely I love it. I love it. When we talked about us coming on the show, the first thing I, I messaged Carla right away, I was like, so we're going to try to do out of gas, right? <laughs> right? Right? Like, I didn't even give her a choice in the matter. No, and it was fine. <laughs> because this is just, it's it's heartbreaking and soothing and just beautiful. I love it so much. So it's my 10. I just want to say really quick, Carla, before you jump to your rating, I love you, live chat. Uh, Shepard Rosie, Shepard Callie, Rhonda, uh, Callie's mother. I just, I love you guys. I got a little bit of tears in my eyes. So, Carla, if you wouldn't mind taking over and give us your rating. Oh, well, sure. And that is awesome. I mean, it, it's it's a loving group that you've got here, and it's, it's wonderful to see it. Um, and for my rating, I'm also giving it a 10 because it is my favorite episode of the series it's the you know it, it's shiny like my forehead when i was a teen it's shiny like a spoon left out in the it's middle like of a cheeks. hot day it's um it, it's just beautiful and perfect you know it, it's well perfect and like the most perfect that something can be especially when we're talking about firefly but it hits so many different notes in just this one episode you you get your comedy you get um, tenderness, you, you get all of this love that the crew has for each other. And like Meg said, if you're going to watch only one episode of Firefly, like this is the one because it gives you everything about their dynamic and their relationships between them. And I think it's also something that's, you know, kind of aspirational for a lot of TV shows because a lot of shows that are on the air much longer never reach this level of um, of beautiful interplay between writing and acting and cinematography, music, and all of that, the cherry on top is the chemistry between the actors and how beautifully that comes across. There, are just, there just aren't many shows like it. There's a reason why it's been so huge in our hearts for all of these years, and this episode completely encapsulates why. 100% agree. Hard agree, as they say. The kids, like the kids say. Ricky D, let's have you 100. go next. And then we'll give you, with a line, Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D, how shiny would you say this week's episode is? Well, I've also had a hard time giving out 10s. Uh, I always feel like if you give out a 10, then where does the show have to go from there? But I've been doing a lot of thinking while we've been doing this episode. <laughs> Shit. This is kind of perfect, right? Like all of those <laughs> transitions is. from past to future to it was just it was all just woven so well that I'm going to have to give this 10 scary fireballs that are going to ruin <laughs> our ship out of 10. It's also um, it's, it's Fire your favorite episode ever. And this is my favorite episode bar none. <laughs> Pardon hashtag, me. Hashtag. I, I, I'm deeply 
deeply happy right now to hear all this. The other thing that I am is highly anticipatory to yeah, hear Josh's answer because I don't think Josh <laughs> right? gave it a 10. <laughs> and gonna, he's like, what are you going to do, he's like, Josh? He's going to bust gonna, out a five and a half. He's going to have to explain himself. It's like I give it. Then, yeah, he's going to feel. I give it a four. He's going to feel uncomfortable. <laughs> So, um, no, um I've let's actually, just skip that. I've no, actually, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Go I ahead, Josh. Go ahead. this out in advance, um, just in case this day were to ever come. But I believe we have a perfect <laughs> 10, everybody, because I'm <gasps> giving this a 10 as well. Oh, woo! Um, perfect 10. I know I, I know I talked a little bit of shit earlier about the Reavers and stuff and how I wanted that to happen, but that's a very small amount of why I watched this show. Um, <laughs> the amount of story that came through this. And and like you were saying, if, if you were going to show someone one episode, this would definitely be an episode that I would show somebody. Um, and this is one episode that I really like. I mean, I get I, I get involved in these shows. Like I watch them, and I get very like okay. Like I was telling Ricky and Jesse earlier, I put my phone on airplane mode when mm-hmm. I watch this show because I want to be able to watch it all the way through and really really experience what it's about. And that was really, like, I'm a very emotional person already. Um, I, I cry, like, at everything. And it's I'm the guy that cries at the freaking Sarah McLaughlin commercials, I swear. <laughs> but, um, but no, like, the end when uh, Mal was like, are you guys going to be here? I definitely was like, oh, I did that, like, lip quiver thing that you do when you're really <laughs> trying to hold it back. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was uh, that, and that's kind of what solidified it for me was the fact that I actually got emotional in this episode. Not that I haven't gotten emotional, but this one, it was perfect timing. Um, another reason why I feel bad for watching this when it came out years ago because this had, like, it was episode eight where you've already been invested in all these characters and you've already you already like all of them, and and now all of a sudden they're put in this dire situation and you really get to see what these characters are made of not only not only in the present but also what they were made of before to get them on this crew mm. so there's there was a lot that went into this episode in such a short amount of time and well if it helps it was, it was just great if it helps it was aired as episode five <laughs> even worse if i can I know. yeah <laughs> One thing I wanted to say, when we were starting this podcast, I would never have guessed that we would have voted out of gas a perfect score. Mm. I I don't want to... I'm we gotta thinking wait, more though, on my memory. I have, Kylie has to give her score. Did, okay, sure. But when we... <laughs> well, and when I think back on, on this episode... <laughs> when I think back on this episode, I'm just like, all right, well, they got stranded and there's some flashbacks. And that's kind of all I really remembered of this episode when I was going mm-hmm. into it. And when I started watching it, I just got hit by a train. Yeah, I was like, I do not yeah. remember this episode being so good. Well, yeah. and and just to throw yeah. this out there, I personally don't think that there's a bad episode. Oh like, no, of Firefly. Like oh, my rankings, yeah. like for my scale of one to ten, it's like, why do you even have one through? seven to be perfect like i'm gonna throw my bias out there i love all of the episodes but this is this is my favorite one and Mm -hmm. this one is the one that really that hits so many of the notes that i just 
am well i'm a slut for angst and it's like i remember loving the first episode (laughs) i remember loving train job i remember loving janestown Mm -hmm. but this one kind of gets lost in the shuffle of my memory somehow and when i watch this one i'm like wow this is so good Mm -hmm. and to your point ricky i didn't think we would vote this a perfect episode i knew that for me i was i had the 10 in my pocket for this and also callie and Rhonda. I can't believe you two got up at 3.30 and 4.30 a.m. respectively every single week to watch us. I love you guys so much. Thank you for doing that. That is mind-blowing. That is the coolest thing. Um, But yeah, Ricky, I, I... didn't i figured there's no way everyone would agree with me i knew it was my favorite episode but and i'm you know, just i'm kylie might be the bearer be of bad news say. it's gonna be one of our goram mistakes next week she's well, gonna be like i wanted to correct your episode and actually <laughs> it's a five so you know what it doesn't count i mean if she it doesn't count <laughs> she's not here right <laughs> so that's, she missed election i'm gonna day. be honest like <laughs> i tried i inc- i put i put david black and i put cameron harrison's vote into our averages because they were on screen. Mm, now okay. to Megan okay. Carla's right. point, Kylie's right. not on the screen. Anyways, <laughs> that's fine. I, that's you fine. Know what? It's totally fine. You know what? We'll talk. We'll talk. So we'll talk about um, it later. <laughs> that is going to be it for our two weekly segments. The way that we generally close this show is with what I like to call the sudden but inevitable shout out. And normally I go through all of the love and support we've been getting on Twitter and Instagram throughout the week. And I pick out some people that are, you know, I've tried to pick people we haven't mentioned before, um, stuff like that. But this week it's a little bit, it's just a little bit different. I do have one really quick sudden but inevitable shout out uh, and then kind of a modified one. So the first one goes to at K10 Firefly on Instagram. Um, This is one of those things if you i mean megan carla i know you guys know what this is where you are a podcast and you just follow as many people that are interested in your topic as you can um this person's name has firefly in it so eventually you know our content came up for her um and i got a message out of the blue from this person and i'm paraphrasing here because i don't have it written but she was basically saying hey um thank you guys for making this podcast i love the show firefly I actually just finished binging it fairly recently. The reason it's in my name is because I used to be a parachuter firefighter, and now I'm an aircraft mechanic. And one of the things that I really loved about the show was that there's a strong female mechanic character that I could identify with, and I'm loving you guys' podcast. Me and my boyfriend, who's also a mechanic, listen to it while we fix airplane engines. And I was like, that yeah. is the coolest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Uh, so That's really cool. we have like a an actual- quote for her? mechanic doing that yes definitely go ahead i saw the problem plain as day when i was down there on my back before (laughs) (laughs) i love please i hope see that i hope ricky hasn't turned you off of the whole show (laughs) she wasn't even there to 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 get laid she was there to look at that engine she was like can we go in here and do it because i I just want to get her hot man no josh it gets her hot like in shindig she just like in Shindig, she was there to do both. She's a complex woman, and she needs both of those yes. things. So, <laughs> tell me, I'm pretty. Um, in no, let me fix in lieu engine. of giving an additional, in lieu of giving an additional shout out, I'm just gonna say the biggest possible thanks that I can to Shepard Saxon. Shepard Saxon is in the chat right now. Um, if you follow us on social media, if you follow us on Twitter at Sudden Butt or on Instagram at Sudden But Inevitable Podcast, you know what I'm about to say. 
uh, Saxon sent us just an absolute treasure trove of beautiful gifts that are irreplaceably valuable to us and we are going to fight over endlessly to divvy them up. And if you want to see all of those, definitely check out our social medias like I just mentioned. But I am going to share with you just one piece. This is going to be going up on the wall behind me. This pin, this Serenity pin, was sent to us by Shepard Saxon, four of them. These pins were never sold. They were only handed out at the premiere of the movie. And Shepard Saxon sent four of these to us. That's yes. one for each regular host. And like, so stoked. I, I, you guys, there's a video of all of this being unboxed coming on Wednesday. And if you thought I got emotional on this episode, just wait until you get our unboxing video of all of the stuff that Saxon sent us. We she sent us cannot so much tell stuff. You. It took yeah, like an hour to unbox and yeah. show all just of it. Just like it's going to be a 15 minute we video. We thought it was going to be. Later. It was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, my wife walked in and was like, so are you guys done? And I just started showing her all the stuff. And she was like, oh my gosh, you guys are like impossibly lucky. And I'm like, Sweetheart, lucky doesn't even begin to describe it. Saxon, that is love. You are that's amazing. The shepherd of shine. I, I, and I'm gonna let this slip. I don't know if this is something you guys were trying to keep secret. Um, shepherd Rosie and Shepherd Saxon are both in the movie Serenity. They were extras. They, they were in the movie, and they're both heavily featured in the documentary about how the movie got made with the assistance of fans. So, so cool. there will be more on that, obviously, coming because we have the connection that I've been making with these two. It warms my heart. Just it's like I got two new grandmas that <laughs> I didn't earn, and it it makes me very emotional. So I'm gonna stop right there. <laughs> if you guys have um. Any other uh, social media love that you would like to share? Any people that you felt have been really supporting you this week? That could be with Best Flicks. That could be with Bed, Wed, Behead. Anything, if you guys want to shout somebody out, go ahead and do that. And then after that, I'd like to have Meg and Carla tell you guys what's the best way that you can listen to their show. So, Meg and Carla, let's have you start if you have any shout outs. Otherwise, just go ahead right on in to How Do We Hear You as often as we can. Well, I definitely want to shout out Erin from It's a Pan It's a Fandom Thing Pod because she's she's amazing. If you haven't heard her podcast, you definitely should. Yes. And just love her so much. Um I I, I also want to shout out our recent guests, Tiffany and Jackie, um, for just being the wonderful, wonderful people that they are. They're just amazing and we love them so much. I yeah. I I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Carla, Han Carla is our social media manager, so I'm going to let her do all of that. That's, that's Jesse for sure. Jesse is the runner of the socials. And I edit. She socials. On this show. Yeah, but it may be. Okay. But I also yeah. want to shout you guys out because, for one thing, you're, you're lovely people. We're so glad that we came on. And I, I love, I always love seeing. Um, when guys can just get openly emotional about stuff because it's one thing that is lacking. No, I, I really think it's one thing that that is severely mm -hmm. lacking is just letting people just express their emotions, particularly um, when it's not the expected demographic of emotion. You know, like women are supposed to be the emotional ones and 
I want to raise my son in a world where they can be like you guys and just show their feels on their face. And that's all I want. I, I just, I'm very happy that we came across each other. Mm-hmm. I appreciate the crap out of that. And I thank Jesse you guys is faking for gracing us emotions. with your presence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a great actor. I always told him he should go like be an actor somewhere. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to use any of this to raise my daughter at all oh. to make her. You guys, thank you so much. I'm 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 blessed and honored to just be anything close to a positive anything in your life. So thank you very much. That means a lot to me. Yeah, and thank you guys um, so much, Josh for and Ricky. If you guys if you, if you guys have any social shoutouts you'd like to do, go ahead. Um, I don't. I was just looking through there. I don't think i do at the moment i i do want to thank all of the new followers for the twist Iron podcast i do really appreciate those guys even the ones that follow sudden but inevitable thanks for migrating over to twist my arm um that's that's where everything comes out it's not only does sudden but come from there but all of our other shows come out of there as well so it's always nice to get those what (laughs) i was waiting i was waiting (laughs) that's one of my favorites you had to ruin it (laughs) Um, I wanted to bring up something really cool, though. I wanted to bring this up really quick. Just for anyone that would like to get in on this without actually getting in on this, I've had a phone number set up for this podcast for a long time, but we never really thought about it until, I don't know, this last week. So uh, we have this number, 508-93-TWIST or 89478-TWIST. Um, and if you call that number, you can leave us a voicemail. So if you want to join in on the conversation <laughs> without actually joining in on the conversation, you can call that number. Next, ready. I'm going to leave you guys so many we'll gross messages. We'll totally play it. Please do. Uh, please send those messages. to my voicemail. I'm going to need those. This is Meg. Correction. I'm on potty potty, and I wanted I to let you say, know that. See, I said gross, not dirty. <laughs> I will make do. <laughs> yes. So anyway. All right. Yeah. That's, uh... You're okay. speechless. I so yeah, you. if you want to issue, if you want to help us issue a correction, if you have a pick for yes. Simon Says, if you want to share your out of 10, how shiny is it rating with us, call and leave a voicemail. We would love, love, love to play that live on the show. Um, so yes. before we get out of here, I'd love to give the spotlight to Megan Carla, the beautiful Bed, Wed, and Behead podcast hosts who have joined us so graciously. And you guys, for the second week in a row, my face hurts from laughing. Um, my heart is full. Please tell us, how do we get more Bed, Wed, Behead? How do we get more Megan Carla in our lives? Well, you'll be, you'll oh, be glad God. to know. <laughs> It's okay. I got it, Meg. Um, if you want to find us primarily, we live on Twitter by we, I mean me. Uh, that's at bedwetbeheadpod. We're also on Instagram at bed.wet.behead.pod. And on Facebook, just look for bedwet or beheadpod. If you want to send us an email, you can. And that would be bedwetbeheadpod at gmail.com. And you can find our podcast on all of the places where you can find really cool, sophisticated Really like drunk ladies. Type. Shh, we're not going there, Meg. <laughs> type podcasts. That's where you can find us. 
Yeah, and the premise of our show is basically in the title. We are two best friends who drink and play Fuck, Mary Kill with fictional characters. Only fictional characters, though, because I it love gets your weird show. when it gets real. Thank you. <laughs> it, it is a really fun show. I was listening to it this last week, and I had a great time. It was so the... Seriously. One of the newest ones, the Jane uh, Virgin. Jane the Virgin. Jane, Jane the Virgin. Virgin. So you heard where we like advice. legit fought. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've never seen that show, but it was totally fine. <laughs> that was like that's a fight that we've had for seven years, and yes. we actually had to take we had to take a little break from each other after yeah. that. Like we recorded that minutes. podcast. We did not exchange messages. I for like cut forty five minutes. It was no. It was intense. And I cut like wow. 20 minutes of arguing That's... out of the podcast because wow. I, I told Carla, I was like, this is getting That's really mature, repetitive. Patreon. Like I said, <laughs> we're classy and mature. I mean, eh, eh, eh. we make a lot of dick and fart jokes. But it's, which... it's very, it's mature to be able to go, you know what? I need a break from you. I still love you. I will hit you up when I'm ready for you. And then you guys Team Raphael, came back together and bitch. created nothing but additional <laughs> magic. Yeah. I just... Oh, my God. No, don't bring it here. Please, ladies, please. No, I'm digging it's a, it. It's, I'm digging it. It's, okay. All right. It's a long battle, but we love each other. It is my deep, beautiful pleasure to say thank you to everybody who has joined us live here. Callie D., Rhonda D., Saxon, Rosie, all of our viewers from everywhere, all the countries that you're in, everybody who's listening right now, if you've got headphones in your ears and you're listening to the podcast version of this, I love you. Thank you. Thank I want to thank Ricky D. from Best Flicks with Ricky D. That's for joining me. us as he does every week. I want to thank Josh, the head of the Twist My Arm Network, for coming in and experiencing this for the first time and letting us share it with you. Go ahead and hit the music, Josh. I also want to say thank you to Meg and Carla of the Bed, Wet, and Behead podcast. I've had so much fun with you, ladies, and I cannot wait to have you back for a very special bonus that we will talk about shortly. So, without further ado, this has been the Sudden But Inevitable podcast. My name is Jesse. I'm Ricky D of Best Flicks with Ricky D. Oh, were we supposed to say our name? <laughs> this is Megan Carla from Bedwater Behead Pod. We're the boobs. And I'm Josh, twistmarmpodcast.com. Josh, take us out of the world.